The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Community Investor, supported by Affinity Enterprise Group, a set of companies helping investors create wealth through real estate investment. Learn more about Affinity's wide variety of assets, including their insurance program, Association for Private Lenders, and more at AffinityEnterpriseGroup.com. And now here's your host of Community Investor, Matt Benson. I'm your host, Matt Benson, and you're listening to Community Investor. Welcome to the show. If you listened to the show last week, Chrissy interviewed Abby Golhar, and they discussed real estate and loan structuring for private lenders. Today, we're going to be talking about real estate investment strategies and the differences between fix and flips and buy and hold. You know, today, what I really want to do is also discuss what's hot in the market and what's not. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Jeffrey Tesh. Jeff is the managing director of RCN Capital. RCN Capital is a national direct private lender, and they were established back in 2010. Uh, they provide short-term commercial loans ra ranging from $50,000 all the way up to $2.5 million and above to finance new construction. Uh, they provide bridge loans. They do funding for purchase of non-owner-occupied real estate for both residential and commercial properties. They also provide real estate-backed lines of credit. You know, it's, it's a great company, and they provide loans for the purchase and rehab of non-owner-occupied commercial and real, residential real estate properties through their Rehab Cash Now program. RCN lends to experienced real estate investors, commercial contractors, and small business owners throughout the entire country. And it's my deep pleasure to talk to Jeff Tesh today. We're going to take a quick break here, and when we get back, we're going to talk to Jeff Tesh and what he does as Managing Director at RCN Capital. What's the difference? Really. As a residential real estate investor, you should know the difference in real estate insurance. Here's the difference. Real estate investors require a unique insurance solution, and National Real Estate Insurance Group is the leader in real estate risk management solutions. Our insurance program is offered as an exclusive member benefit of PRIMA, the Professional Real Estate Investors and Managers Alliance. We serve real estate investors, REO companies, lenders, landlords, property managers, and rehabbers. Advantages that differentiate National Real Estate Insurance Group include coverage and benefits specifically designed for your business, coverage for property that is vacant, rented, or being renovated, and monthly billing of your inventory. See how National Real Estate Insurance Group can make a difference for you. Go to nreinsurance.com, that's nreinsurance.com, or call 888-741-8454, 888-741-8454. Hi, everyone. This is Matt Benson from Community Investor Radio to tell you about the event that will help you triple your earnings. It's the American Association of Private Lenders' sixth annual conference. It's in Las Vegas at Caesars Palace. Now, here's the trick. Don't let this be like the webinar you wanted to check out but pushed off your calendar. That new book that has taken a backseat due to those pressing emails. And maybe the deal you've been trying to find time to work on for the past few weeks. You know the one. It, it's now on life support. Somewhere in your subconscious, 
keeping you up at night. The American Association of Private Lenders knows all the roles that we all play. And it is. It's, it's hard to find time to hone in on your skills and develop your ideas and keep up to date with the compliance-fueled landscape we all just live in today with our careers. That's why the American Association of Private Lenders is inviting you to join them at their sixth annual conference this November 9th and 10th at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. Visit aaplconference.com to learn more about this opportunity. Don't miss the American Association of Private Lenders annual conference where you'll find the ultimate in networking and learning. I guarantee it. Visit aaplconference.com to register today, and I really can't wait to meet you there. See you in Vegas. I'm Sarah. I'm Ellen. One night, I was at a bar. One night, I was at a bar. I had one too many drinks. I had one too many drinks. I got behind the wheel. I got a cab. A squirrel ran across the road. A squirrel ran across the road. I swerved. The cab swerved. I hit a guy. The cabbie just missed a guy. I wish I took a cab. Thank goodness I took a cab. You have the choice to save a life. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. Welcome back. This is Matt Benson with Community Investor Radio, and we've got Jeff Tesh with RCN Capital on the line. Jeff, hi. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, it's my pleasure, and thank you for taking so much time out of your day because uh, I'm really excited to talk to you today. I've, I've been talking about you know, fixing and flipping and buy and hold strategies and all different kinds of aspects of real estate strategies, and I'm really looking forward to the call. Sure. I hope I can share some insights today, Matt. Jeff, as Managing Director of RCN Capital, can you tell me a little bit about your day-to-day responsibilities with, with, the, with the company? Sure, Matt. Uh, so at RCN Capital, uh, we're a lending company not un- unsimilar to any other lending company uh, that you would find in anywhere across America We've got uh, all sorts of different departments uh, that you would find at a typical lending company. You have, uh, you know, certainly loan officers. Uh, you have processing. You have a legal department, marketing, uh, as well as accounting. So, since we are a direct lender, uh, not only do we make our make our own loans, we service our own loans, and we're using our own capital to make those loans. So. With all that said, my responsibilities are, are overseeing the, the entire organization. We have about 40 folks based here out of Connecticut. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, I'm in charge of each of the different departments reporting to me. Uh, I do have final say on uh, a certain level of loans once they re- reach a certain threshold. And then, you know, I spend a lot of time working on strategy and working with the different departments on uh, on always improving processes and, and taking our company to the next level. That's outstanding. So, Jeff, out of your career, I know you started back as managing director back in 2010. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct, Matt. Okay. So how many deals have you underwritten in your career at RCN, and how much origination volume have you guys done since your inception? Sure. And I, I got to tell you, our our story is is a great American success story because uh, not unlike any other small business across America that starts out with an idea uh, and and 
you know, a few bucks and, and hopes to try and make something out of nothing. It, it's not unsimilar to, to how we started. It was just myself and a sales rep back in 2010. So, uh, you know, I talked today about all the different departments and managing strategy and all sorts of things like that. But back in 2010, the, the strategy was, okay, let's hope the phone rings and we're going to make some loans. That, that's right. really how it all started. And, and uh, you know, uh, over time, our reputation really uh, propelled us to, to get us to the next level. As far as origination goes, um, we actually just crossed the 1,400 loan marks, 1,400 loans wow. um, over the past uh, five five years. And uh, right now we're uh, we're at uh, over a quarter billion dollars. We're 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 getting up there fast. We're we just crossed uh, 250 million in originations uh, September 1st. Now that's fantastic. Uh, since, since, yeah, since inception. So things are really moving along, and uh, we, we couldn't be more proud of, of what we've accomplished. That's great. That's great. You know, Jeff, uh, I want to talk a little bit about your personal experience also. You know, I, I know you used to be an investor, and you used to do both commercial and residential investing, but how, how did you really just get involved in real estate? What did you do before you came to RCN Capital? Uh, great question. So I personally went to college. Like a lot, of, a lot of kids who leave high school, they're not really sure what they wanted to do. But for myself, business always excited me. It, uh, the idea of buying something, selling something, uh, making a profit from from whatever it was uh, that you were doing was something that always interested me. So I went off to school. I got myself a business degree. And when I graduated school, I, I knew I didn't want to just join the corporate world right away. I, I always had an itch to, to strike out on my own and be an entrepreneur. And this was back in the early 90s. And um, my father was, was nice enough to say, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, I don't know a whole lot about running organizations. Maybe we'll try a franchise. So um, I used to eat a lot of Subway sandwiches, so I I went and bought a, a Subway franchise. Nice. And it was, I tell you, it it took off like crazy. Uh, the the Subway growth rate in the '90s was incredible. So I, you know, like all folks, I started with one store, worked really hard. I added another and another and another after that, and before you knew it, I I had a little empire going. And uh, of course, I got to credit all the employees over the years who helped me get there, but, um, I was doing really well. And in college, I, I had a concentration on real estate. Uh, so what I started doing was, with some of the money I was making, I started buying investment properties and that's how I really got my start in real estate was buying investment properties and holding them for investment income. And, and back in the nineties and I was, uh, a budding real estate investor, and that's how it all got started. That's great. So then as an investor, obviously you were accumulating properties, you were uh, doing both residential and commercial deals. Um, how'd you get in the in the private lending side specifically? Did you just knew that you wanted to become the bank because for whatever reason, or you, how'd you get in the lending side of it? Well, it's interesting because, uh, like a lot of investors, I was very aware of the private lending world because um, th that capital 
oftentimes is the only answer when you're attempting to to close a commercial uh, commercial loan, especially quickly. Um, so a business colleague of mine reached out to me back in uh, 2009, and he said, uh, you know, Jeff, I'm thinking about starting a, a private lending company, and I I think you would be great to come on board and and uh, start it only for certainly from your real estate experience, but also, you're going to need some entrepreneurial desire and drive to be able to get this thing going. And that's how it all started. You know, I had divested myself of uh, most of my subways by that time, and I was just focusing on real estate. So uh, it was a great, a great, great opportunity for me to take my career in another direction. Well, that's very cool. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, how, when did you buy your first Subway franchise? What, what's been the time frame? Has that been about a 20-year a time frame, or how long have you been in the real estate space in, in general? Yeah, so, sure. So I started back in 1990 okay. uh, with my first Subway, and I owned them all the way into, uh, into the 2000s. I bought my first, you know, it's interesting. I bought, I, I'll never forget it. I bought my first uh, real estate investment in, I believe it was the fall of 93. And uh, they were unwinding the, the great condo debacle from the previous crash. You know, people forget that there were crashes, you know, previous to 2007 and sure. <laughs> 2008. Um, and it was, a, it was an, I believe it was an FHA auction. And I bought a condo, and I bought it for $22,000. And uh, that's how I got started. I, I went in. I did all the work myself. I painted it, cleaned it up, and got an investor in there. And uh, and, there, and then I was uh, off to the races. Got it. You know, uh, I've got a good story that I don't believe that I've actually told you before, Jeff. You know, you and I have spent some time together over the past at – uh, the AAPL conference in Las Vegas every year, and I know you guys are going to be there again. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. But uh, back when I was still in banking and I was doing commercial lending and working with real estate investors, and they were doing non-owner occupied deals, and after the crash that you speak of, I, I remember back in 2012, uh, I had an investor come and they had a whole slew of properties. I believe it was not, not a ton, but there were six or seven deals that they needed funding for and the bank just couldn't do it. And I remember getting online and back then I didn't even know who RCN Capital was and found you guys and literally referred them to one of your loan officers and they ended up doing the deal. It was, I was just like, gosh, where, where has this been? And that was my uh, first introduction to private lending uh, back then, and now here I am today with uh, you know the American Association of Private Lenders and uh, Affinity Enterprise Group, and having a wonderful conversation with you about some of these new strategies that have come to fruition because of where we are in the market and uh, where the economy has gone and what regulation has done to us. Yeah, and that's I tell you that is a great story, Matt, and. Uh, we really, we've always prided ourselves at RCN about, you know, a commitment's a commitment. And when we send out a commitment letter to that customer you speak of, you know, we fund the loan. And um, over the years, that sort of track record has enabled us to to really become uh, one of the more revered lenders in the country. And, you know, it's interesting. You also mentioned the regulation there. And, and 
more and more folks are looking at the private lending space just because of, you know, it's difficult to deploy capital in the traditional uh, markets today when you're burdened by uh, the um, extensive regulation. And um, especially for us, uh, being that we have so much equity in our fund, at the end of the day, we're responsible for what we do. If, if we make a bad loan, it's on us. It's it's not going back to the taxpayers. It's it's nobody's problem but our own. And that that's really kind of the way you know America was born. Is if you're going to take responsibility for something, and you're going to if you're going to make that product or make that loan, and it goes bad, well, by golly, that's going to be your problem. And that's always the way we've looked at it. Uh, from underwriting and uh, certainly the way we run our business today. Absolutely. We've been talking with Jeff Tesh with RCN Capital. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Jeff, I want to talk strategy. Sound good? Fantastic. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community a second chance, too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Hi, everyone. This is Matt to tell you about the event that will help you triple your earnings. It's the American Association of Private Lenders' sixth annual conference. It's in Las Vegas at Caesars Palace. Now, here's the trick. Don't let this be like the webinar you wanted to check out but pushed off your calendar. That new book that has taken a backseat due to those pressing emails. And maybe the deal you've been trying to find time to work on for the past few weeks. You know the one. It, it's now on life support somewhere in your subconscious, keeping you up at night. The American Association of Private Lenders knows all the roles that we all play. And it is. It's, it's hard to find time to hone in on your skills and develop your ideas and keep up to date with the compliance-fueled landscape we all just live in today with our careers. That's why the American Association of Private Lenders is inviting you to join them at their sixth annual conference this November 9th and 10th at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. Visit aaplconference.com to learn more about this opportunity. Don't miss the American Association of Private Lenders annual conference where you'll find the ultimate in networking and learning. I guarantee it. Visit aaplconference.com to register today, and I really can't wait to meet you there. See you in Vegas. Welcome back. You've been listening to Community Investor, a chance to talk with experts about transforming cities, neighborhoods, and their own lives through real estate investment. And I've been talking with Jeff Tesh, Managing Director of RCN Capital. And just before we took a break, we were just talking about his personal experience in real estate and how he got his start and involved in private lending. Jeff, thanks again for taking time to chat today. Next, I'd like to discuss some strategies and get your personal opinions and also what you're really seeing uh, as trends in the market, okay? Sure thing, Matt. Great, great. Jeff, with the housing market steady, uh, clearly it's not booming, but many rehab investors are unclear as to whether 
you know, a fix and flip or a long-term rental property, a buy and hold is the best exit strategy. What's your opinion in today's market? That's a great question, Matt. And a lot of investors are faced with with that very dilemma once they've got a few flips under their belt. A lot of people get into the the fix and flip business just that, you know, it's a short-term opportunity. They want to buy something at a distressed price, either put sweat equity into it or hire a contractor and make a few bucks when they sell it. But oftentimes, and especially today, as this year has unfolded, more and more folks are looking at the at the advantages of building a real estate portfolio by renting out not only multifamily housing, but in you know in addition to single family housing, and the problem is is it really comes down to a business plan decision. You know what are you going to be? Are you going to be a business that fixes and flips, or do you want to build a rental portfolio? And of course, there's no reason you can't do both at the same time, but it's really important that the investor sets out their objectives from the beginning and 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 sets out a plan for themselves so they know exactly what their goals are as they continue down that path. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I think that the days of huge home foreclosure inventories, the REO market is clearly drying up a little bit. Um, not that they're coming to an end, but home flipping sales have slowed a bit. Would you agree? Oh, yes, absolutely. And uh, especially by geography. I mean, there's okay. some areas of the country now that, that uh, the foreclosure inventory is just basically gone. And then there's other areas where it's still pretty active, but it, it is a fair statement that it is not what it was. Okay, so if if good flipping opportunities do remain, uh, particularly in maybe in certain regional markets where flipping opportunities are showing profits and they remain strong, what what are the areas that you uh, guys are seeing from RCN Capital that are still strong and, are, and that's still a, a viable market? Yeah, so a lot of it comes down to what type of foreclosure laws were in that state. Sure. So, for example, the states that were our judicial foreclosures, those states have had a much more difficult time working the inventory through their court system. And to be honest with you, we're still seeing houses that have been either have a tenant in them who hasn't paid rent in two and three years or have been vacant for multiple years. That that inventory is still working its way through the system in those judicial states. For example, Florida. Florida is a judicial state. Right. Uh, everybody is very aware of what the crash was there. Now, interesting, interestingly enough, Florida has come back like gangbusters. I mean, the market is is really strong. So even though you're still seeing foreclosures come onto the market, the appetite for them is voracious. And then you have other areas where you have um, non-judicials, you know, such as Texas. Um, you know, there is no foreclosures to speak of in Texas. Yeah, there's a few. You get them every now and then, but. It's it's nothing nothing like it was. The, all the all the inventory has been sopped up. Yeah, yeah, we're we're hearing that too. Clearly, you know, at the American Association of Private Lenders, which you guys are members of, thank you, we appreciate that. 
ethical lending practices these days are such a such a huge attributing factor. Uh, transparency is so important. We believe what RCN Capital is doing. Clearly, uh, you guys are one of the absolute best lenders in this space today. You know, we we came to you as professionals in the space. Do you guys run across other lenders that may not be uh, the most ethical or they're just not very transparent? What, what's your experience with that? Yeah, that's a really good point. There are, because it is private, I mean, and, that, and which is wonderful when you're doing business the way you're supposed to be doing it, there are folks that do not uphold the standards of the AAPL organization, which, by the way, uh, does a wonderful job in setting standards for the industry. Um, and unfortunately, those few lenders out there um, often, often not only give themselves a bad name, but they can also give private lending a bad name. And it's important that we make a distinction between uh, legitimate private lending business and those folks that uh, don't adhere to the standards uh, that we do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, most recently, you were appointed to the American Association of Private Lenders Ethics Advisory Committee. Uh, congratulations on that appointment. Uh, the ethical lending practices these days are obviously extremely important. I think it's great to have, uh, because like you said, uh, just to reiterate what you said, as far as the the lenders that aren't doing what they're maybe supposed to be doing, we want to find the lenders that are lending the right ways for the right reasons. Those practices, like you said, because they're not regulated, the AAPL or the American Association of Private Lenders is really the only abiding national association today to kind of give that seal of approval or the stamping, so to speak, for, for a lender these days. You know, I know that they do professional designations for private lenders and fund managers, but uh, how important is it to be recognized as an ethical, credible lender in, in today's market? Oh, it's really important. Uh, you know, no matter what industry you're in uh, of our amazing country, it's important that you uphold the standards of that industry. And, and the AAPL has really done a great job with outlining those standards. Um, for us, you know, at RCN, it, it goes back to the story I told from the beginning, which was in when it was myself and just a sales agent, which was you just need to do what you say you're going to do. And that will go a long way towards by, uh, being an ethical lender. And what I mean by that is if you're going to have your legal department or your attorney issue a, a commitment lender, a commitment letter is a binding document. So that commitment letter should line outline all the fees that the borrower is going to be cha charged, should outline the time frame of when that loan is going to close. And at the end of the day, everything should be completely transparent with that document. The document should not have loopholes in it so that the lender has a way to get out if one day they wake up and they decide that they're not going to fund that loan. It's really important that the borrower has a sense of, okay, I'm dealing with an organization here that is going to do what it says it's going to do. And by doing that, 
you really give the whole industry a, 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 a much a much better reputation. Yeah, I agree. You know, I talk to hundreds of investors per month that are looking for funding, and uh, you know, they, I think that they're just not knowing what to ask these lenders these days. You know, it's like some of them are a little green, they're a little new. Uh, it might be their first deal. You know, what I've always loved about RCN Capital is is that you guys do deals of fifty thousand. You know, you start that's your minimum. There's a lot of private lenders out there that I find that don't do anything less than a hundred thousand, which eliminates a lot of that uh, rehab market that we're talking about these days. So, uh, you know, how how many how many investors would you say that you that you see that are looking for funding for the very first time, maybe, but uh, but are eligible and qualified? Yeah, and, and absolutely, we do lend to first-time investors. Now, we do want to make sure that they have a good plan in place and absolutely. that they have sufficient capital reserves to be able to to not only get their project started but finish their project and. and I'll tell you, it's interesting because we get a lot of calls from folks who say, you know, um, I want to do this and I want to do that, and our loan officers spend the time to walk them through it. And I always say to the loan officers, you know, when you tell that first-time customer no, you need to make them understand that we're not saying no because we don't want them to succeed. We're telling them no, you need to find a better project. And sometimes no is the best answer that that customer can ever hear. And on the other side of the, the $50,000 minimum is we live in an amazing country. Now, you're out in the Midwest there, Matt, so you know that home values throughout the majority of the United States are very different than the, what they are like on the coast. Most definitely. And I, I got to tell you, you know, when you buy an 80 or $90,000 home, in a lot of parts of America, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that home. It's just that's the value. So we've always felt it important um, to participate in, in all segments of the marketplace across the country. And um, that strategy, we've been rewarded with uh, with great volume. Yeah, I agree. You know, RCN Capital, you guys do clearly all types of funding. Uh, I mentioned all the areas that you guys uh, do in funding, but what areas of lending are booming right now for you guys? Are you are you guys doing more fix and flip funding right now, or what types of deals are are you looking at t today? So we're looking at all different types. Um, I would say the fix and flip is as still a significant part of what we do, but the percentage has come down. We're seeing more fix, rehabilitate, and hold for investment purposes. And an interesting another segment of the market that's really come on over the last 12 months is investors that have bought properties, rehabilitated them with their own money, are currently holding them for investment purposes, have no mortgages on them, and want to leverage those properties and move on to something else, whether it be getting some cash to do a fix and flip or getting some cash to add to their uh, rental portfolio. So that's that's really a new area that's really come on over the last 12 months, which is people calling us saying, hey, can I take some cash out of this property I own because I really want to 
move on to this new opportunity. And now that values have increased, they're seeing a significant amount of equity in their portfolio that they can leverage to move on to the next deal. Yeah. Do you see those guys moving more than to multifamily and commercial? Do they, instead of uh, just doing the single family fix and flip residential deals, do you see them expanding and trying to do do uh, bigger deals? Yes, uh, absolutely. Especially in more urban areas where folks have the opportunity to buy mixed use. Yeah. Um, in those areas, I, I always tell folks, if you can put a mixed-use property into your portfolio, it really is it is a smart move from my standpoint. In that, you know, commercial isn't always hot, and residential is always hot. And it, you know, when you have that diversification of income with some commercial and some residential all in one piece, it can really be a great addition to your portfolio. We often see folks adding that sort of a piece to their portfolio, kind of spreading out from just doing the single-family rentals. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jeff, just a couple more questions. You know, I'd, I'd like to, to really just kind of get your take and your feel of what separates RCN Capital from the rest of the lenders out there today. What, what, what do you guys do different? Do, what makes you the best of the best? Sure. Um, at the end of the day, we make loans that work for the investors. Um, and what I mean by that is we say no way more than we see, say yes. But once we start that relationship with the borrower and we say yes to a loan, that borrower is going to have comfort that that loan is going to move forward in a professional manner, that everything is going to be documented, and that the loan is actually going to be funded. You know, um, we pride ourselves on quick turnarounds that that make sense. In other words, if a if a lender calls us up on a excuse me, a borrower calls us up on a Monday and says, "Hey, I've never worked with you guys. I've heard good things about you. I've got a, a short sale I got myself into for whatever reason. I haven't been able to get a commitment letter from from this lender over here, but I've got to close by next Friday." meaning, you know, 14 days out. That's the kind of borrower that we love the opportunity to work with because they're in, the, they're in the marketplace. They have a hard deadline. We turn these loans around in, in five days with, a, with an appraisal. Uh, we've entered a contract with a, a national AMC that guarantees us a five-day turnaround. So we can turn these loans around and close them in under two weeks, and we really can do it. And, and we do it all the time. And at the end of the day, our opportunity to be able to, to satisfy a customer's needs and then build a customer for the repeat business, that, that's, that really makes us, uh, I believe, uh, head and shoulders above the crowd. You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Jeff. Uh, like I said, I talk to investors all the time that are looking for funding, especially on fix and flips uh, opportunities in Kansas City alone. I was just talking to a gentleman the other day, and, you know, they have buyers for their properties. It's a company out of Kansas City. You know, they've done five or 600 opportunities over the last 
five or six years. So they've been averaging, you know, 10 to 12 deals, 10 to 12 properties a month, and they have buyers just lined up. And we have referred to RCN Capital a few of these opportunities, and those deals have been funded, and they were done quickly and efficiently. And I just want to say thank you for everything that you do in this space because they can't find these this type of funding in the traditional banks these days. And RCN Capital is a tremendous player in the market, and we, we just thank you so much for the relationship, for being a part of the American Association of Private Lenders and just being a true player in the space. Well, thank you, Matt. And, uh, you know, I really want to thank you for all you folks do at AAPL. I mean, without the leadership that you guys have just really put out there for the rest of the industry, um, a lot of folks would be left just kind of wandering, wondering, uh, you know, what direction are we going, and especially on the ethics side of things. Uh, I appreciate all the work that, uh, and, uh, and much of that work goes unnoticed. So uh, once again, thank you very much. I really do appreciate the relationship, and I want to thank you for uh, taking the time today. Join us next week when our host, Tom Rubidoux, will be speaking with J.J. Palowski with Kansas City Investor Funding. They'll be talking about brokering and funding private loans. Have a great week, everyone. In addition to this podcast, Community Investor offers a print publication now being circulated as a multi-page special report focusing on an area with your investment consideration and will be inside Personal Real Estate Investor Magazine, or PREI, the industry's leading source of news and information for real estate investors. To subscribe to this free publication, visit communityinvestor.com forward slash subscribe. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.